Hey, man, hey, man, get what? LeBron going to L.A. For real? What you mean? He going to L.A. Lakers? Yeah, man, he just signed with the Lakers on a four-year deal. For real? Boy, were you lying? Where you hear that at? I just heard it on the Rich in the Morning show. Hey, they be on point. They bring in all the richest news in sports. Man, for real? That's what's up. Hey, Stephen A. Smith sleeping. I need to get on that rich in the morning. Yeah, hey, hey, I'm trying to tell you, my hey, you better check out that rich in the morning. He gonna keep you right. And he gonna keep it real. Stephen A. be doing too much. Yeah, he do be doing a lot, though. Hey, I'm gonna check out that rich in the morning. How can I check him out? Just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and type in Rich in the Morning, and it's going to come right up. Oh, okay, bro. Hey, I'm going to check out that Rich in the Morning, because that's the first place we heard of LeBron going to L.A. Hey, I messed with that Rich in the Morning. Let's get it. Yeah, man, let's get it. That Rich in the Morning coming to you live right now. Oh, okay. All right, bro. I'm going to get out the way then. Oh, okay, bro. I'm going to get a witch. All right, bro. It's the Rich in the Morning Show. Let's get it. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a full show for you guys today. Um, I got a very special guest joining me today. So I want you guys to stick around and stay tuned. It's going to be very good. I think you all will enjoy it. Uh, As you all know, I'm the commissioner in a fantasy football league. So I'm going to give you our week one results. Week two will start Sunday. So uh, later on in the show, we're going to be covering... uh, real-life NFL predictions for week two, this upcoming games on Saturday and Monday. We're going to give you those results. Um, I'm going to also give you my fantasy league football predictions for week two. I'm going to go game by game. Uh, give you some players that I like from week one that were that stood out and give you some of the disappointing players from week one as well. So we got a lot to cover. Of course, we're going to always get into the NBA it's always some off-season news, always something to talk about. So just stick around, stay tuned, stay listening. It's the Rich in the Morning Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Like I said, I was going to get into the Fantasy Football League results from week one. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. We're going to get straight to it. Uh, the first matchup, uh, Showing on my screen is 
my team, saved by Odell, versus Team Fatty from last week. Uh, he was actually favored to win last week, but instead he got blown out. It was not pretty. It was not looking good for him at all. Uh, he, he faced a giant in my team who, who he just couldn't handle. I feel bad for the guy. I feel for him. Uh, he, he ran into a huge, uh, huge monster, and he, he could do nothing about it. So uh, give you some highlighted players from my team, the winning team. Uh, we have Emmanuel Sanders, who led my team with 29.5 fantasy points. Uh, Jordan Howard. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Jordan Howard had 15.7 fantasy points. Uh, and the Ravens defense stepped up against the Buffalo Bills. I can't necessarily say they stepped up. The Buffalo Bills are terrible. They're a terrible team this year. But the Ravens got me 17 uh, fantasy points. And it helped me beat Team Fatty by a total of 123.9 to 78.6. Yes, this is a PPR league. Uh, Team Team Fatty had some highlighted players as well. Uh, Russell Wilson had 20.4 fantasy points. He had two big injuries. Uh, Leonard Fournette went down for him. And Delaney Walker is out for the year, which is really, me being a Titans fan, is really disappointing. Uh, that's a key part to that Titans offense, and it's disappointing that he went down for the year. But in, fantasy, in the fantasy world, I am glad that I won't say that I'm glad he got hurt, but if he had to get hurt, I would prefer it to be against me. Uh, he still tallied 9.2 fantasy points, but it wasn't enough. The Saints defense, and I want to say Team Fatty traded uh, for the Saints defense. I want to say that, but I don't think that was a good decision as they had a negative 9 fantasy points last week. I haven't seen that. Uh, I've been playing fantasy football since around 10th grade, 10th, 11th grade. I don't know if I've seen a defense have negative nine points. I can't say I've seen it. So that's disappointing for sure from Team Fatty. Uh, Moving ahead, we're going to get into the next matchup, which was Team Silliman versus Team Ninerback, which was a close game uh, going into the week. I believe Team Pan was favored by eight, almost nine points. And that's that's what the game was. It was a nine-point game, so they were dead on. Uh, looking at some standouts from Team Niner back, Drew Brees, good old reliable. It was in a shootout versus Tampa Bay, and we're going to get to how I feel about that game a little later. But... Drew Brees stood out. He had a uh, 31.6 fantasy points, which you know what you're going to get from Drew Brees. Uh, Hall of Famer, Mr. Reliable. He's going he's gonna to get the job done. More more than not, for sure. Uh, a smart pickup on the waiver wire right, right before the game started almost. James Conner by uh, Team Niner back, uh, which, who actually helped lead his team this week to a victory. 34.2 fantasy points. You can make the argument if he doesn't have James Conner this week, he, he does not start the season 1-0. Uh, but he picked him up, and it saved it. It got him the win. So, got to be gotta give Team Niner back the pickup off the waiver wire for the week. You get that award, sir. Uh, he also had Antonio Brown, who had a total of 24.3 fantasy points. 
and it helped, like I said, it helped Team Niner back beat Team Silliman by a total of nine points, 141.4 to 132.4. Disappointing week from Team Silliman, who I got to give credit to Team Niner back because Team Silliman was a was a top dog last year. And I don't believe Team Silliman lost last week last year until around week seven or eight, I, I want to say. So, hey, salute to Team Niner back coming out and punching a big dog in the mouth. Uh, some standouts from Team Silliman. Uh, Alvin Kamara had a total of 43.1 fantasy points. He was absolutely uh, great last week for the Saints, but they had a losing losing Sunday. So, like I said, I'll get to that a little later. Uh, Tom Brady, 21.3 fantasy points. Greg Olson, big injury for Team uh, Team Silliman. Greg Olson goes down. No telling how long he's out, but you can't can't think it's gonna be good. I know he's probably going to miss this week, so tough, tough, tough loss for Team Silliman. Moving ahead in a big, big scoring matchup this week, the highest scoring uh, team in the league this year. Uh, you can make a statement and say they might be the best team in the league this year. A lot of people would disagree with that. Uh, I definitely would disagree with that. Uh, there's some, There's definitely some luck involved when you're talking fantasy football, so... Sometimes you're good, sometimes you're bad, and very few times you're lucky. This is one of those times where I think they cheated. (laughs) The name of this, the highest scoring team in the league this year. I think they were a little lucky this week, but we're going to get into their highlighted players this week versus Team Geyer, who took an L in his first week in his debut in the league, Uh, but they cheated. Tyreek Hill with 42.3 fantasy points. Oh, my goodness. A huge scoring outburst from from, uh, Tyreek Hill versus the Chargers. Uh, Deshaun Jackson had a huge week one versus uh, the Saints, where he had a total of 31.6 fantasy points. And Melvin Gordon did his thing versus the Kansas City Chiefs, where he had 27.6 fantasy points. Team Geyer in his first week in the league, his highest scoring player was Golden Tate. Who would thought that? Uh, 20.9 fantasy points. Ezekiel Elliott had a total of 17.6 fantasy points. And Demarius Thomas had a total of 18.3 fantasy points. And they cheated, defeated Team Geyer by a total of a smashing 193.2 to 111 this week. Like I said, if you think you're scoring 193 points this week, or on a, uh, on a weekly basis, you're delusional. Uh, but salute to you. Uh, they cheated. Mr. Brandon Holmes, salute to you. Great week. Great. I can tell you guys were ready for the season. So we got to tip our hat to you guys for being ready, putting up huge numbers. Uh, I think it was a little lucky, but that's another argument for another day. Maybe we can get you on the show to discuss that. But definitely don't see that happening too many more times this year. Uh, so moving along, we have uh, the Houston Oilers versus the veteran team, and they sleep. Uh, score was 143 to 122, and the Houston Oilers took the win. To highlight some of their players uh, from last week, Aaron Rodgers, who actually is injured and is questionable for this week, and we're going to get into that as well a little later. Uh, but he had a total. Who he led uh, the Houston Oilers 
with a total of 24.9 fantasy points. Saquon Barkley, a guy who I passed on this year. Uh, I think he went one after me. Uh, he had a total of 20.8 in his debut, NFL rookie debut. Uh, you got to tip your head to that. Uh, one thing about the Houston Oilers, everyone in his starting lineup had a uh, plus 10 points. So everybody, nobody on this team had less than 11 points last week. And if you do that, you're going to win more than you lose, especially in this league. Uh, so I don't know if I've ever, you know, how often I've seen a whole complete starting lineup have double, you know, double-digit points in a week. Uh, but when you can do that, man, it's truly special. You deserve the win. But shout-out to the Houston Oilers for getting their first win uh, in week one. Playing a veteran team, and they sleep the defending champions. Uh, the defending champions who Todd Gurley was their – I'm sorry. Joe Mixon was their top player last week with a total of 25.9 fantasy points. Keenan Allen had a total of 24.8 fantasy points. And Todd Gurley had a total of 23.7 fantasy points. So, a disappointing week for Marty Mariota for they sleep. Uh, the quarterback, whenever you get 1.6 fantasy points from your quarterback, uh, unless everybody on your team, the rest of your starting lineup has 15 or more points, I don't see you winning too many times when your quarterback has 1.6 fantasy points. Now, obviously, Marty Mariota went down. Uh, but even when he, he was in the game and healthy, he didn't look all that great. Now, I will credit that to maybe the rain delays. There was several rain delays uh, during the game that stopped the game. But you got to be better, Mariota. You play this week, I expect you to bounce back uh, and lead the Titans to a win. Uh, so, they sleep, takes the L. The Houston Oilers, 143-122. to 122. Uh and we're going to move along to the our last matchup of week one, and that is Team Bakari versus Team Bergeron. Uh, a very, very, very close one. And at the beginning, they were predicting Team Bergeron to win by a huge margin, but it was actually a close game. Uh, Team Bergeron takes the win 136 to 131 to beat Team Bakari. To highlight some players from Team Bergeron's week one win, uh, Kenny Steele's led his team with 26.6 fantasy points. Uh, David Johnson had a total of 17.7 fantasy points. And Adam Thielen had a total of 16.2 fantasy points. So he had some good showings. Uh, from this lineup, uh, Team Bakari, he actually had four guys score a total of 20 points, uh, and that was Kirk Cousins with 20.4, Jay Ajayi with 20.2, Mike Evans with 27.7, and Rob Gronkowski with 23.3. Anytime you have four guys score 20 points, I, I expect to win, but Team Bergeron had some guys step up. Oh, I forgot to highlight that Team Bergeron did have Michael Thomas, who had 38 fantasy points. Uh, I apologize for missing that, you guys. He actually led Team Bergeron with 38 points this week. Kenny Stills was second with 26.6. David Johnson was 17.7. So, huge, huge showing by Michael Thomas in that Saints shootout versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, And that actually 
you know, you can, like I said, you can make the argument if you don't have Michael Thomas, is this week one win goes to Team Bakari. So, great matchups last week. Very good matchups. Very intriguing matchups. We're going to look ahead to week two. There's some great matchups this week. Uh, some A lot of 1-0 matchups. Several 1-0 matchups. Starting with uh, They Cheated versus Saved by Odell, which is my team. Uh, we're actually uh, predicted to lose this week uh, to They Cheated, who put up a total of 193 last week. Uh, salute to them. But they got their hands full this week. <laughs> when you run into that Saved by Odell team, that commissioner team, you know what I mean? When it, when you run up against Saved by Adele, it's just different. Like I can't really explain it. Uh, you know, it's not. It's 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 an experience like you never had before. Uh, when you're playing a veteran fantasy football player like myself, um, you got your hands full. So it's gonna it's gonna be a slugfest. I don't expect it to be easy, but I do predict uh, in this matchup that Saved by Adele will. Destroyed, they cheated this week. It won't be easy. It might come down, you know, one of those late night games. But I guess Saved by Odell defeating, they cheated this week. Uh, although the line shows that they cheated should win this week. Uh, moving along, and a matchup that's already started by the Thursday night game. Uh, Team Niner back is going to face the Houston Oilers in another one and no matchup. Uh, week two the prediction says that team pan right now should win by a total of 12 points uh knowing that thursday night game aj green has already played he had a total of 29.9 fantasy points right now team Niderback is beating the houston oilers 41.9 but the houston oilers doesn't has not had anyone play yet and team pan has seven guys to, left to play so uh, like right now, Team Niderback is off to a great start, but I think that Houston Oilers team is gonna make a make some noise. But I'm gonna say Team Niderback is going to, with this this huge lead. They already have. Uh, I'm gonna predict Team Niderback to, to to move to two and zero, and I'm gonna get the Houston Oilers to take their first loss in the season. And uh, yeah, that's how it's gonna go. Moving ahead, our next matchup we have Team Silliman. Versus Team Bakari. The line states that Team Silliman should win by a total of three points. Uh, these guys both, they, you know, both 0-1. Uh, looking at their rosters, Team Bakari has some good players on their roster, but Le'Veon Bell being down definitely hurts them. I think if you have Le'Veon Bell, he's 1-0 right now. Uh, but I got... Rob Gronkowski going to perform against Jacksonville this week. Uh, I expect a big week from Mark Cooper. Uh, so I'm going to roll with Team Bacar this week to go 1-1 one one versus Team Silliman. Although I, Team Silliman does have Alvin Kamara and Tom Brady. Uh, for some reason, I'm just going to roll with Team Bacar in this matchup and see how, see how things roll. Moving ahead to the next matchup, we got Team Fatty versus Team They Sleep, which has already started. He has guy who played in Joe Mixon who's actually out for the next two weeks man that's tough to think that I actually want to trade for that guy and he's already down the fantasy football guys must be looking out for me so not to throw any shade on they sleep but that's tough 
best of luck to you, man. Hope you can find a replacement on that wire. And there's always the next next man up mentality. But in this matchup, you got Team Fatty predict, predicted to win by a total of five points. Uh, so I think I'm going to roll with Team. Hmm. I'm going to roll with They Sleep this week. He's a veteran. In the league, I think I'm going to roll with they sleep. He got Nick Foles started. I, I got Nick Foles having a big game. Todd Gurley going to have a big game. And uh, I think they sleep is going to gonna surprise some guys this week. It's not looking like he's going to win. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give him the chance right now. I'm going to give him the chance to defeat Team Fatty. Uh, Team Fatty did lose some guys last week in Delaney Walker. And he also has um, Leonard Fournette, who's questionable. I think they sleep being the veteran that he is in this league going on three, four, five years long in this league. I think he finds a way to pull this matchup out and what I think will be a close one for sure. Uh, moving ahead in the last matchup for week two, one that has already started as well. Team Bergeron has his total is leading right now, 7-0. Uh, he has one guy who's played, which was his kicker, John Tucker. Uh, in this matchup, you got an on one team and Team Gaia versus a 1-0 team and Team Bergeron. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Team Gaia. He picked up Patrick Mahomes this, this past week off the wa- waiver wire, who I think was probably the number one number one pickup this week. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott plays the Giants. I think he's going to have a great game. And uh, Christian McCaffrey also will have a great game. Uh, Team Bergeron did win last week. He has David Johnson, who really didn't impress me in his first game, but he does have Michael Thomas. Kenny Steele's had a big game. I don't think he'll have as big of a game, but I do have. I'm going to roll with Team Geyer in this one to get 1-1 one one in the league, and I think Team Bergeron will take their first loss of the season. And, uh, yeah, that's how it's going to go. That's my week two predictions. Hope I didn't hurt anyone's feelings. Everything that I'm saying is facts. So if you if you feel the need to dispute it, you feel free to come on the show. We can talk about it. How anyone in the league, if you feel that Save by Odell isn't the best team in the league, uh, you need to be tested for drugs immediately. And uh yeah, I, I would I, I would love for you, any one of you guys, to come in, come on my show and tell me why I'm not I don't have the best team in the league. Uh, so that's my week two predictions. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we got a special guest for you guys. I really hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Someone who's very close to me. Uh, it's going to be a great show, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Keep on listening, man. We got a lot more in store for you guys. It's the Rich in the Morning Show. It's the Rich in the Morning Show public service announcement. If you're an upcoming 6th, 7th, or 8th grader or high school looking to make your freshman, junior varsity, or varsity basketball teams, you need to be at Rich Training. It's only one place to be. Here at Rich Training, we want to help those that want to work hard, want to be coached, and looking to make it to the collegiate level. Rich Training going to offer you things such as precise, efficient basketball drills. want to make sure your cardio is where it needs to be. You can come get your shot where it needs to be. We want to make sure you're eating good. We want to make sure you're doing well in the classroom. We want to make sure you're being just a good person in life. So if you want to be great, you want to strive for success, 
come to Rich Training. You can only get that here live on the Rich in the Morning Show. Let's get it. guest going to join us today. Uh, this guy's a great guy, someone uh, I've grown to have a close relationship with, a brother to me. Uh, we're going to properly introduce this man, uh, starting with his high school career. He's Wilson Central's all-time leading scorer. Uh, he's the only player from his high school to be a Division One player. Uh, moving to uh, his college career, he went to UT Martin, where he left his mark. He uh, is tied for the UTM record for consecutive free throws made. Uh, UTM even went to UT Chat, where big things happened for this young man. He became a Su- Southern Conference regular season champion, a Southern Conference conference champion. Uh, and he also went to the big dance, Mars Madness, uh, and got to have that experience. After UTC, he went on overseas to have a big career in Australia. Uh won a championship over in Australia. Uh, hit his career high, 46 points over there. Was the MVP, won a championship. Went to Asia, uh, worked on his crafts, averaged 20 points a game, was part of the 50-40-90 club. Man, we're going to put some respect on this man's name. D.O., what's going on, baby? My boy, what's the word, baby? What's man, going on? Man, it's all good, man. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you joining me, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. I appreciate hey, man. you for having me. Hey, man, a lot of people ain't going to let you know, man, but you've had a lot of success with this basketball career, man. I want you to know that. Uh, looking back on your career, and you still got a lot of career left ahead of you. I want you to know that. I, I, I hope so. I, I, I hope you're right, brother. <laughs> Most definitely, right. brother. But just look, let's take a chance to look back on your career. What would you say is your biggest basketball achievement so far, bro? Um, achievement. Um, that's a tough question. Um, it's tough. It's tough because I think that, you know, each achievement that that has came along the journey at that time, I felt was my biggest, if that makes sense. Um, You know, so I mean, from from breaking the thousand point at, you know, when that happened, I thought that was my biggest achievement to getting a scholarship. Then that became my biggest achievement. You know what I mean? So to say to say one outweighs the other um, is a little that's a little tough to say. But if I had to pick one. I think I would say, uh, man, I think I might go back to a 
I think I'm gonna say the the the, the point club at, in high school. I think to me that just that meant something. Yeah. And and it meant something simply because of I guess just the the entire process of my high school career. You know, just from you. I mean, we talking about a, a, a young 15 year old who I'm talking borderline fat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm talking borderline. Just just we oh, really need to be on nobody's ball court to just kind of sticking his nose down and grinding and persevering. So if I had to say anything, I would say the the point record at my high school. Yeah, yeah, that's a great achievement. Because when you look back on your high school career, like you said, it was a point. You weren't that talked about guy. Right. You probably were, were into other things. Right. So for you to, to really have that mark and be that all-time lead scorer, it just shows the grind you put into it. And uh, I want to continue up with that question, man. What 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 does the game of basketball really mean to you, man? What has it done for you? What, man, what opportunity just, has it given you, man? Um, I mean, at a point in time, you know, I, I just like the, the, the young kids today, basketball was life. To me, right. um, you know, it, I mean, it was everything I thought about, obviously, everything that I did. I felt like I couldn't really, if I wasn't doing basketball, I didn't know what I would do. Um, and that, I mean, that goes as far as even going to college. As I've gotten a little older, gained a little more knowledge, I understand that it's only a, it's a platform. You know what I mean? It's good to to use it while you can, but it's not everything. Right. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely took me around the world, showed me different things. Gave me the opportunity to indulge in different cultures, uh, meet various types of people from from all over places, build you know build multiple different types of relationships. Um, so I mean, it's it's definitely been a blessing. It's 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 put out just as much time as I put into it. I can definitely say that I think it's a fair trade off. Most definitely, brother. Now, like you said, it's giving you the opportunity to travel different places. Uh, I want to speak on Australia, man. You went over there and you, you lit it up over there, man. Loved Scored it. High Loved Australia. Points. Uh, what was that championship journey like for you? I remember watching that championship game, and it started off kind of rocky for you, and then it's like that second half, man, something just clicked, and you just uh, – another person came out of you, man. Man, you know what's funny, man? <laughs> I'm going to tell you about that championship game. Right. It took me back to a very similar time. So just a small little background story. My senior year in high school, we uh we lost our big man. We lost our center, who was our second best player on the team. We lost him to he he had caught a charge, whatever, you know, we lost him. So we had to do the playoffs in the whole sub state regions, you know, all that without him. So it was a load for me to carry, but we ended up making it happen. We get to the state tournament, we lose first round. So, you know, everybody's, you know, you can you can say it was his fault, whatever, whatever. Obviously, you know, but at the end of the day, we, we should have won the game. So fast forward to Australia, same scenario happens. My big man gets in trouble, semifinals, gets suspended, doesn't get to play in the grand final. Wow. So I'm back to uh, being on a, a big moment, big stage, losing our second best player, the, the world on my shoulders again. Same feeling I had in high school. And I remember, right. you know, I, I, I thought about the – the not not necessarily the disappointment, but I, I thought about how I felt when I didn't accomplish that in high school, and it just it kind of it kind of put me in another gear, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you it, I, let that I, happen. I you not. It took me back to that same moment at MTSU when I was a, a se- eight, well, yeah, seventeen year old senior, and I thought I thought about that, man. I, and I just I had it was now or never. You know what I mean. I just had to go out swinging, and luckily and you, the, and the you ball was on my let side. That happen, 
You hear me? Say that again. I said you weren't gonna let that let that happen again. That's right. That, that, yeah, that I was trying again. trying to prevent that from happening. If it did happen, I told myself it's gonna happen by me. I'm gonna either shoot us to victory. or I'm gonna shoot us out this game. Yeah, it's gonna be one of the two. And that game, man, that game was amazing to watch, brother. It was just like it was fun, man. Because <laughs> you and had you us know, on the edge. You know, I can, like, I man, when D. I remember watching on Facebook and everybody like, ah, we want D to get rolling, get rolling. And then once you get rolling, man, you lit up the comments, boy. They turned really? up. <laughs> <laughs> Them comments I, I, I know my people was in there going crazy. Going you know, crazy, I, uh, man. I feel like I had a ring on the way. <laughs> <laughs> and as you know, and the thing about me is when my emotions get to flaring and I get to screaming and hooting and hollering and that energy get to flowing, I'm a, oh, I'm yeah. a dangerous man. Oh, yeah. And that energy contagious, brother. It is. Very contagious. I want to. I want to get wild on both ends of the floor. I <laughs> see. I had retired at that point, man. But I said, "Oh, hold on, man. I need to lace them up again." <laughs> you went to the <laughs> car and found your kicks. <laughs> well, the nah, thirteen was good, out. Man. Australia was good. Yeah. Now you did go to Asia as well. Uh, Correct. How was that culture over there, bro? Was that man. was that a different experience from your Australian experience? Asia was different. Um, Asia, the first, I'd say the first three weeks to a month, I was going to come home every day. Yeah. I mean, I just, it was it was different. Um, I didn't understand. You know, I was just, I was lost. You know what I mean? Like, and obviously, like, with the team, some things weren't, like, with management, things of that nature, uh, things weren't ran all the way professional like they should have been. So that made my time even harder to adjust. Um, so, but as far as the city, the, the way they treat you there, it's love. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful area. It's a yeah. safe area. Um, it's just, it's just different. It's a, it's an Islamic culture. Like that whole region is like Islamic, you know, heavy Muslims, Arabic people. Yeah. <clears throat> so they speak a whole different language. Not a lot of brothers over there. Uh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, Africans from like, uh, Senegal okay, and things okay. of that nature. A lot of, a lot, but you know, they're good people as well. They show love. Um, yeah. But it's just, you know, they, they just orchestrate on a different time. Like, there's there's no sense of urgency. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just from from driving to how they conduct business, man, it's just it's a completely different world. Especially coming from America where we got a fast exactly. food society. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, you got things you got now. A, it's, so, it's so wild and chaotic here. And it's like, it's just, it's the polar opposite there. You know what I mean? Like, right. you can't. It's a dictatorship government, so it's it's just it's certain things you just cannot do or say, like period, or you will be punished for it. Was that hard for you to adjust to, or you? you uh, kinda... Well, you know, I'm a, when I'm overseas, a lot of people don't know this. When I'm overseas, I'm a homebody, man. You know, yeah. I don't I, I don't do much. I, I go to work. Um, you know, I go to the grocery store, get my weekly groceries, and that that PlayStation is my best friend. Oh uh, yeah, most. You know, I when I when I'm overseas, man, I live I live cheap. Yeah. As long as I got my Wi-Fi and, you know, the, the amenities that I need, man, I, don't, I, I go out here and there, you know, kick it, see the city, you know, hang with people, whatever, just socialize, meet people. But, yeah, I don't – in order for things to be – I'm not out enough, I guess I should say, for things just to be tough on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a homebody when I'm away. Was Is that different from how you were in your collegiate career? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, Collegiate, you know, obviously young, still young, but even younger. Um, you know, that's your first time really just being on your own, away right. from home, no no type of supervision. 
Um, and then, you know, it's you're, you're on a campus, so you're around a lot of activities at all times. People, <clears throat> different things going on. Uh, going to a small school first, I think, really helped me and kept me tamed. You know, whereas had I went to a large university as a as an 18-year-old, I don't know what I would have done. Most um, but, you know, and then transferring to chat. Obviously, it was a little bit bigger school, a little more activities, a little, a little faster pace, but... Yeah, I definitely – I mean, even in, in school, I played the game a lot. Like, after practice, we'd be in the dorms. But we would be partying in the dorms. That makes sense, you know, at, at hanging the out in time. there. <laughs> yeah, kicking it, doing whatever. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, yeah, it is – it's a lot different, man. Yeah, most definitely. Now, you did transfer from UT Martin to UT Chattanooga. Was that decision to make that change, was it – pretty difficult for you bro oh oh very difficult i mean i went back and forth probably 10 yeah. times man. i mean from i'm gonna do it to no nah, i'm just gonna stick it out here oh man I, you know i mean it, it was hard i'm talking about yeah. like losing sleep type hard yeah was that because you had so much love for utm or I, so much love it was like a part of me was connected to it right. um utm was i mean that was that's that's all i knew you know yeah. that was a, that was my first my really true only experience, UT Martin gave me a chance. You know what I mean? Right. And for that, I'll forever be grateful. Forever. Oh, most definitely, man. Regardless of the fact that we lost 2,000 games. You know? <laughs> hey, we ain't going to talk for, about that, though. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, for, I'll forever be grateful. Hey, for shout out to Mopo. Not today. Not, not, not today, tomorrow. Not today. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could use great, some of them bro. eggs right now. But um, oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah, man, it was that was a hard decision. I I, I encountered a lot of like a lot of people who are dear to me. I, I definitely ran that by them, asked their opinions, their inputs, just here and there. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it was tough, man. But I think it's safe to say now that you know I think I made the right decision. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's hard to argue against that, brother. Correct. You know, and, <laughs> and that, you that, that that's something that you that you battle with. You know, to any of the younger kids who are you know tuned into this podcast and maybe um, considering switching the routine, doing something different, stepping out on a limb. You know, you you just gotta you gotta go with it. You know, and I told myself if I'm gonna make this move, I'm gonna refuse to make myself look stupid. So. What I meant by that was I'm I'm, I'm gonna bust my butt, whatever that whatever the circumstances are. You know what I mean? If it doesn't work out, it just doesn't work out. You bet on yourself, right? But it's not gonna be because <laughs> I went somewhere and my work ethic changed. You right. know what I mean? So, and you know when I left Martin, man, like a lot of people don't know this either. I I, I left a full scholarship to go pay for a semester, man. So when I left, I I, I got out of school being free and went to so I went from you know I left in the middle of the season I went from playing in the middle of a collegiate season directly to working at Enterprise man while the season was still going on I couldn't go to practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays because I had to work man I know that killed you killed me man and you know I'm (laughs) new and I'm a transfer so I'm still trying to prove my you know prove what I can do and it's hard for me to do that because I can only practice on Mondays and on Wednesdays, they was having walkthrough because they had to leave, you know, for conference games on right, Thursday. Right, right. So I would only get to practice on Monday. Yeah. Uh, Were you able to be to on scout day. team or anything like that? Yeah, I was on scout team on Mondays, and then uh, giving them hell. Yep, and I was on. I was on. Uh, <laughs> it was tough for me at first when I got there, just because it was a different style of play. Oh yeah, most um, definitely. But yeah, I was paying for school, man. I was living in a one bedroom apartment with a buddy of mine. It was me and him, one bedroom, and I was on the air mattress in the living room, man. Oh, okay, fam. I was gonna ask you that, but uh, that's what's up, bro. Um, 
<laughs> that, that, yeah, yeah. We wasn't no, wasn't no, wasn't no spooning going on. I was, <laughs> I was on air mattress in the living room, man, getting it out the mud. I had, and, and I'm, I'm not gonna sit there and tell you that the whole time, like when I was going through that process, I, yeah, it, it was hard not to tell myself I made the wrong decision. You would think about it probably every day. It, it was hard, man. I'm, I'm, I go from playing in a collegiate season my third year to to cleaning out rental cars. Oh man! Middle of the season, you know what I mean. So I'm, I'm, I'm going through it at this moment. Yeah. Um. Would you still, say? Would you say yeah. that 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 whole experience matured you? Absolutely, and, and it, sure. it definitely made my grind a little bit different. Yeah. My approach to the game became a little more serious because it was almost stripped away from me. Oh yeah, most definitely. You know. So and most then definitely. they 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 took the I thought I was gonna get that year and a half back. They took it from me. They they took the whole year, swiped it clean. So I only I only got three years of college ball. Yeah, and you know it 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 was it was it was tough to deal with that. But the way we went out, it made it a lot better. To, to it made it. So, I'm sure it made it worth it. Right. <laughs> all that you endured, all the BS you went through, man. When you look down on that finger and you see that ring blinging at you. Right, and not to mention when I was going through when I was going through that enterprise situation, working yeah. and stuff. My coach decides to take another job. Oh man! So the guy that I transferred to play for, the guy that I sacrificed everything I had at UT Martin for, ups and he uproots his family and leaves. And this is why you're in search of uh, being on scholarship. Exactly, and I'm not on scholarship at the time. So now I'm wondering: Will this new coach give me scholarship? Will he even keep me? Oh, I really done made the wrong decision. Oh, oh my mind was my mind was in a million places. Ah. Uh. How did, tough, you, how did you stay settled with all of that going um, on? What, what helped you? What calmed you down to make you feel like everything was going to well, be okay? Or did you ever reach that point? To be honest, I didn't reach that point until okay. because even when you know I met I met with the new coach when he came, and you know he told me you know he told me he'd have my back and this and that. But I mean, as you know, in the collegiate game, it's so much it's so much stuff that you got to dodge and run around you don't know what to believe so yeah. you know during the summer you know i'm still in i'm still ineligible the compliance people ain't got no type of feedback so we get down to two weeks before the season starts and i'm still not knowing i'm busting my butt all summer doing the workouts everything and i'm still not knowing if i'm gonna be able to play this year man so we're getting ready to go scrimmage eku about two weeks before our first game and my uh my paperwork came in, man. We was getting on the bus. I'll never forget. We was getting on the bus headed to Knoxville. We was going to meet them in Knoxville. And the compliance guy stepped on the bus and said, I got cleared. You know, they did a little article in the paper. And at that point was when I was relieved. So I went through a whole year of the unknown, just kind of like, what have I done? Oh, man. That'll do something to your mental, bro. I'm it is. Serious. It's tough. It is. It's not for everybody, but it's, it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna show you, man. You really yeah. made for that. Right. So. It, was, it was tough. Like you said, man, you, you can endure those things. The rest of your your basketball career, man, you right. can endure anything. That's a fact, man. Those are all life lessons. Like it's it's it's, it's deep, as LeBron says, man. It's, it's more than just it's bigger than basketball, baby. Oh yeah, most definitely, it's bigger man. Than that. Uh, to kind of get away from basketball a little bit, when it's all said and done, man, when the ball stops bouncing for you, man, what's your what's your 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 future plans after ball, man. What, oh. what what do you have going outside of basketball? I mean, I've I've got my hands in a few different things. Uh, 
you know, I, I, I'm a part of a nonprofit organization right now as we speak called the WTE Institute, um, which is the Way, the Truth, and Enlightenment Institute. And uh, so I'm the program coordinator for that for that nonprofit. And, we, you know, I, I do different type of hands-on uh, programs and activities with youth and children. And uh, and I just I kind of try to help them with with their interconnectedness and just kind of figure out who they are as a person and kind of help empower them and cultivate them just to um, gain more self-knowledge. You know what I mean? Dig down yeah. deep inside and let's really figure out, you know, who we are, why we are the way we are. And let's let's face these <clears throat> let's face these these everyday battles and challenges that we have and, and figure out how we can open. You know, so that's that's something that I look to take to another level whenever I am done. And uh obviously I do want to get my hands in real estate. Uh that's that's an idea as well. So we you know, gotta basically to sum it up, a, a businessman of my own, you know, like somewhat of an entrepreneur. Um and you know I got that criminal justice degree, so I don't know, man. It's it's tough, but it'll be some type of business for sure. Oh man, that's amazing, man. It's it's good to see that you you know you're into giving back, and uh, it's a lot of kids out there that I'm sure they could use a lot of your advice, especially right. with all you've been through, man. So that's a great thing. That's a great thing for sure. So uh, yeah, man, we're gonna wrap up uh this first part of this thing man if you got some time man, i want you to stick around we're gonna get into our nfl segment bro and uh okay okay we're gonna, talk, we're talk gonna, about them talk about them boys on sunday we're talk gonna about talk about boys. all them games sunday man so just stick around uh everybody stay tuned in man we got d.o ham here with us baby uh just the rich in the morning show man let's get it all right brother it's your boy D. Rich. Yes, we're here live at the Rich in the Morning Show. I just want to personally take time out to thank all the listeners who take time out of their scheduled day to listen to what I got to say. I really do appreciate you guys. Keep helping, keep listening, keep critiquing, and we're going to keep bringing you the richest news of the NBA and all of sports. It's the Rich in the Morning Show. Let's get it! Welcome back. It's the Rich in the Morning Show. We got D. Oham here with us. Uh... We're going to kick off our NFL segment. Uh, D.O. Ham, you keep up with the NFL? I do, man. I, uh, uh, I watch it from time to time, mainly on Sundays when I'm chilling at the house. I, I, got, I got a few players I like to follow and keep up with their progress, man. NFL's been tight time. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, what what teams you keep up with in the NFL, man? What teams um, you follow closely? I follow the Titans, you know, they right here in the backyard. Oh. Home team. Correct. I, I I keep up with the Eagles now. Um, used to be a little bit of Baltimore. You uh, but, you, you got on that wagon? No, I'm not a fan. I don't care nothing about the team. I got a, I got a, a, a guy I know who plays for them. Okay, most definitely. Yeah, I don't I don't care I don't care nothing about the team. If they win or lose, I don't care. You ain't losing no sleep. No, and this and it's really the sad thing about it, it's the same thing for the Titans as well. Oh yeah, most yeah. Definitely. I'm I'm not a diehard fan, but. Okay, but you're pretty knowledgeable. If we, we you knowledgeable enough that we're gonna make these picks these week for each game, you gonna you gonna mess with that? Hello, hello. Can you hear me, brother? I hear you now, man. Okay, okay. A car came in my back. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay. I said you, you knowledgeable enough. We're gonna make these picks together this week, man. You gonna help? Okay. Okay, so the first game we got this week, 
we got the Falcons versus the Panthers. Big time matchup, divisional uh matchup. That's gonna be a good game. That's gonna be a good game. The Falcons are on one. The Panthers are one and zero. Who you got now, brother? Uh, I'm gonna roll with Atlanta. And okay, my reason being, you know, they they lost to a very good, uh, obviously Super Bowl defending champs, and it was it was it was an ugly game. Um, ugly game. Not only do I think that Carolina has no one in the state of Carolina that can hold that guy, Julio Jones. Um, but <laughs> Who you know, had 10 receptions and 169 yards correct. last week, by the way. They just they, – they just it's, it's they're going to be a homie ball club, man. You know, and, okay. and that, that to be honest, hats off to Atlanta. That defense is physical. Most definitely. With, with Deion Most Jones and, and I hate that canoe went down with a torn ACL, but – you know, Deion Jones is down too, though. Oh, he's out. He's out this week. Down. He's I forgot down, about man. that. That 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 makes an impact. Him. Matt Ryan's about to come with it, man. But I'm going. I'm going to roll with Atlanta. You gonna still st- stick with them Falcons? Hey, I can't go against Julio, man. Th- three people been guarding Julio since high since high school. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one. I think I'm gonna roll with the Panthers. Talk to me. Uh, I love Cam Newton, man. I'm a big Cam Newton fan. Uh, I like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't really know what all the wideouts they have around Cam, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm gonna trust Cam Newton. I'm gonna trust Superman. We are gonna get that win this week. I'm gonna roll with the Panthers. Okay, bro. okay, I'm with you. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. see what them boys going. You know the uh, them, them them Falcons been having some problems in that end. They red. You know zone, you man. know them Panthers got a got a guy in that secondary who you might be very familiar with by the name of Cornelius Elder. Oh yes, most definitely. I, I, hey, hey, brother, I might have to jump you, man. Next time I see you, we ain't gonna speak on that. <laughs> <on the show. laughs> I'm just messing with you. Okay. So, okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Corn Elder, man, he went to Ensworth High School. Phenomenal, phenomenal player, man. He played ball back in high school, and, and uh, disappointingly, man, they upset us in the state championship game. So that's why I'm messing with D. But man, Cornell is a great, great football player. Wish them nothing but the best. Uh, we're going to get back to the, this pick man. The Vikings and the Packers play this week. Uh, both teams are 1-0. Did you see Aaron Rodgers last week? I seen that. They, they, I, I seen where they said he pulled a Paul Pierce. Oh, yeah. Very clutch. But they say he questionable this week to play. I think he's still going to play. Uh, I, I think they have ruled out Devontae Adams. So, I think I'm going to pick the Vikings with, in this game. You know, I like I like Kirk Cousins and, and – and, uh, and Stephon Diggs, I like them. You know, they got they got Kendall Wright out there. He's a he's a former Tennessee player. Um, oh yeah. But you know, uh, hey man, cheesehead baby. <laughs> you roll with the Packers. Tough team. <laughs> I like that Minnesota defense, man. I like that Minnesota defense. And you a name you forgot about, man? Adam Thielen. The dude can ball, man. White dude can ball. He can play some football. He can, man. It's 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 going it's it's definitely gonna be what it's definitely gonna be a showdown. Is it is it at Lambo? I want to say it's at Lambo. Oh yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cheese here by ten. Okay, I can respect that. Moving along, a game you you probably are pretty interested in this Texans Titans matchup. Both teams are on one. Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna physically get down there and, and scope some of that out. Uh, okay. I think Houston's gonna come in here like a thief in the night and take one back with him. So you rolling with the Texans? Man, I'm gonna roll with Houston, man. Tennessee's just 
you know, with a new coach in play, a lot of different changes as far as just on the defense. Well, you got well, not necessarily changes. Obviously, we we with the addition of Malcolm Butler, um, yep. our 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 front seven, our line, our linebackers are roughly getting old, man. You know, we just not. Yeah. We we just we we not the same. This ain't the typical Tennessee defense, in my opinion. As far as you know, we got big we got big uh, Casey up front. He's a he's a horse, uh, you know. And we got another guy by the name of Jones. I can't think of his first name. You know, we got some boys that can play ball, but they just ain't getting it done. Man, I seen how, how Tannehill did what he wanted, kind of with that defense. Oh man, he looked like a, a Pro Bowler. Yeah, and I just I'm, I, and I, you know I, I went to every every preseason game. And it was no different, you know what I mean? Guys just kind of get into their spots at will, just no resistance. Now, let me ask you this. Are you a Mariota fan? <sighs> Some days, I'd say. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I am. <laughs> I he, um, you know, that. I think Marcus reminds me of I – don't, I don't even know the, the words I want to put on him. Marcus has talent to be an exceptional quarterback because there's nothing he can't do besides yeah. consistently make the right decision. Has all the physical gifts. Has He has it. But yeah. Marcus is unpredictable. Yeah. And that, you know, and, and as a franchise quarterback with a team who's on that, on the fence of trying to get over that hump, you, you, you can't have that in your quarterback. Yeah. You know, and that's got to be the most solid piece. I think he's coming up on a payday, man. And I, uh, with him being injured so often, man, I, I would be hesitant to make him my franchise quarterback. Uh, just to be, I like Marcus Mariota. Right. I, I tell you what, I think I would be scared. You know, I think I think he's had a, for five years. I think he's had a, a uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think a wild card exit, and he had a second round exit this past season. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, I'll definitely give you that. That's major. You know, if he, if he somehow manages to get back to that second round or even further, they're going to pay him. Now, I was about to make that statement. They do pay you for what you do now. Do you have faith that he can take this team to that point? Because I certainly don't. Not, not, not this year. It's, it's tough, man. I mean. But I, I say all that to say I do have the Titans winning this week. The question, I, the question that is left unanswered for me, from from just watching those guys under a microscope these past few weeks, is did, did they bring the right guy in for the coach? Yeah, I, I, you yeah. know, you, yeah. you brought in a young guy who, with some of the guys on the team, he was he shared a locker room with. He was a player for Kansas City. Yeah, and you know he played with some of those guys on that defense. Um, so he's obviously a defensive guru, but is he? Does he know? Does he know? How to manage a uh, organization, a team of men, right? You know, yeah. so you, you, you're, you, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to see if they've got the chemistry. You know, I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. He, he came from uh, the Patriots, correct? Uh, I, I think, I think so. I think he was an assistant there. Um, okay, but you know that. I mean, that that's that that looks great on the resume, but yeah. at the same time, it's 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 such a machine over there. How much are you learning? Yeah, most definitely. You know what I mean? It's it's a it's an oil machine, man. That's a fact. Where you go in, not do your job. How much are you really impacting that culture? Right. You go in, do your job, get out. That that machine is gonna run whether you there or not. Yeah, 
Most definitely. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna stick on the Titans all day, man. We're gonna get to these next games. Yeah, it's a uh, sensitive topic for this, me. This, this <laughs> yeah, I understand, man. Hey, this next game, I'll say this. I'm surprised that both of these teams are one and no. Uh and that would be the Dolphins and the Jets. Uh they're gonna play this week. Like you said, we mentioned earlier Ryan Tannehill had a heck of a game last week against uh, Tennessee. Uh so who you getting this one? Brother? I think I'm gonna go with Miami. Miami swaggers is, is is they they swag surfing right now. Most definitely, you yeah. know what's crazy to me? What's that? They, they got Frank Gore out there doing doing his thing. Frank Gore, Steve. Frank Gore looks every bit of twenty one. <laughs> He's still toting that thing. They, I, had, I had a friend of mine tell me Frank Gore is a, is a faithful Hennessy drinker, <laughs> and, and he he'll still go out there and run that ball for hundred yards. Oh man, he's invincible. He is, man. Stop it, man. man. That's tough. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Miami there. there. Miami's on the high right now. I think it'll carry over in week two. I respect that, man. I, I mess with Miami, so uh, I think I'm gonna roll with Miami too. Uh, I like what I saw from the, the Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. I like how he responded to adversity. If you if you guys didn't see his first actual play in the NFL was interception. Uh, he mm. bounces back from that, throws two touchdowns. Go sixteen from twenty one. Uh, I don't. I don't think they have enough pieces to win this game. I'm gonna roll with the Dolphins. I like what I saw from Tannehill, so I'm gonna pick the, the Dolphins to win. Now, okay. Moving along. Moving along. We're gonna get to this Eagles Tampa Bay game. Both of these guys are one and zero. Who you got now, Eagles will be two and zero after Sunday three o'clock. No questions. Yeah. No no debates. No, it won't even be close. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick career game didn't isn't going to convince you that they might have a chance in this one. He had four yeah. touchdowns for 417 yards. You know, against the Saints last week. Tampa Bay is a good team. I saw I got a chance to see them this preseason. Well, you know, Deshaun Jackson is don't count that boy out. I mean, obviously yeah. he's a little older. I think he's. I think he he might be iffy for this week. Okay, and that's that's going to hurt him. Obviously, Mike Evans is a, is a monster, but. Monster. Yeah, I got, I got Philly. I got Philly. Philly's got some. They got some offensive chemistry problems right now. You know, with Nick Foles, and it's just, it's, it's they had some changes this offseason, but that defense looked good, man. Yeah, still that defense, look, that defense looked good. <laughs> I got, I got, I, I got them beating Tampa Bay pretty big. I think I'm right there with you. Uh, the Eagles will be two and zero, and they're missing. Uh, they're still missing a receiver. I can't think of his name right now. They're missing one more receiver. Who is last this, really? Yes. Uh, they're missing Alshon. Yes, Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. They're still missing him. So, uh, Nick Foles, I love what he did last year, how he led him. But uh, I think his ride is over, man. They need Carson Wentz to really come back and be healthy for them to contend this year. Nick, I'm a, Nick Foles looks like he's been on the Super Bowl high since Super Bowl. I, I don't blame him, brother. You like what he did last year, man. He ain't supposed to be be there. <laughs> you, know? you still got to come back focused, but man, he he his career is set. <laughs> he led the team to the Super Bowl. He probably never thought he would do that. And, so, and won it against Brady, right? So hey, man, you do that. <laughs> what more do you have to accomplish? He that's probably like, that that's correct. That's what it certainly looks like the way he was playing. But hopefully, he can turn it around. Get his mind right now. I, I will pick the Eagles to win that one. This next game, uh, I expect it to be a blowout. We got the on one Cardinals versus the one and zero Rams. Uh, I would actually hear you guys, but I think I know you're gonna roll with 
because uh, Arizona looks pretty terrible. Man. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I got I, the Rams. <laughs> hey, the Rams could very well be a championship contender. I love Todd Gurley, man. I, I love, tough, I, man. I love you know, Todd Gurley. That defense is tough. There's <laughs> that boy Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack are probably two of the most game changing defenders. On the like on the as far as on the front end, I've seen in a long time. Yeah, those boys impact a game. They change games. Yeah, you got to think those are two future Hall of Fame. Oh my goodness, monsters, <laughs> monsters, bro. So yeah, I'm rolling with I'm rolling with Los Angeles on that one. I understand that one for sure, for sure. Uh, this next one, I'm a little biased. Uh, I think it's gonna be a pretty good game this week. We got the Browns and the Saints. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, my pick. I'm rolling with them Saints. Who that nation? We got Alvin Kamar last week. He went crazy. Two touchdowns, nine receptions, 112 yards. Michael Thomas, 16 receptions last week. Man, he's a monster. And, of course, you got Drew Brees. Uh, I like what I saw from Cleveland last week, though, man. So, I think I'm going to pick the Saints to win a close one this week. But I, I, I saw they got rid of Josh Gordon today. If you missed that, I don't know if you saw that or not. But the, the Browns have, are, are planning to cut. And by Monday, so who you got in this one, brother? I'm right. I'm right there with you 100%. You know they got some, yeah. they got some problems with Gordon going on over there, and yeah. like you said, man. I mean, the Saints are tough. I think it, I, I do think Cleveland will put up a fight. I don't. I don't I'm think they're going. I don't, I don't defense, think they're going to lay down. I am concerned about that Saints defense. Whenever you let Ryan Fitzpatrick throw 400 yards. <laughs> Yeah, that defense looks like it's had some trouble. But hopefully, they turn it around this week. They, 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 they're some, they're feisty. But I just, I don't. I mean, I'm not gonna go against Drew Brees with with the Cleveland yeah. Browns. I'm just not gonna do it. Most definitely. And for the Browns, the tie last week with the Steelers, man. Hey, that's a. I, I feel like that's a big step in the right direction. Coach, I agree 100. percent And they came back at that. Yeah, most definitely. So yeah, I agree. Uh, move, moving ahead. Uh, one of the better games I think gonna be this weekend. You got the Chiefs versus the Steelers, and that Chiefs offense is explosive, man. Tyreek Hill is a man, <laughs> the fastest guy I've seen in the long, <laughs> real fast. <laughs> He's a track star, man. He, the thing you know what's impressive about him is not only is he just fast, but the guy is actually a good wide receiver. Oh yeah, most like definitely. he has, you know, he runs good routes. He has good hands. Like he's actually he's just he's so small, but he's actually a good receiver. Yeah, with that speed, man, to have all that that's, combined. And that's gonna be a good game, though. You know, Le'Veon's <laughs> not playing again. They got some problems over there. But what's your what's your opinion on that Le'Veon situation? I, I respect it. I respect it. I, respect respect it. I do not respect what the offensive linemen have done. Oh man, um, you, you know, can't do that. I, yeah, now you count his pockets. I, I don't. Man. I don't respect that. Um, but I, I do. I do think that you know he Le'Veon is is trying to secure Le'Veon, and you can't blind you can't you, 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 you can't at all, man. And it's it's it, it's tough, and I'm sure he you know I'm sure some dark times for him, and it does it looks selfish, but in in these situations you you have to be. You have to be. And the NFL shows, man, you if you don't if you aren't any good for them, they'll let you go. You go, oh, you you out. You're gone. You out of here. They ain't loyal to you. So I respect what he's doing. Uh this game, I think I'm going to roll with 
the Steelers. I'm gonna roll with the Steelers this week, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Big Ben, especially being at home, I'm gonna roll with Big Ben Antonio Brown. Uh, I like what I saw from the rookie James Conner last week. He he stepped in quite quite nicely. He did. He, I don't see him repeating he, that performance. He, but I think he, he, to me, he looked like he was surprising himself. He didn't play. <laughs> he he didn't he didn't carry himself with a swagger of this is what I right. need. Right. You so know. I expect him to come down, but I think he'll still be effective in that offense. Right. And, uh, I like the kid, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, man. He's nice. He, he's pretty nice. You know, so he, I spent, still... he spent some time with Randy Moss this offseason. And if you do that, you're going to learn something. That's, 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 that's correct. <laughs> that's for sure. Who you got in that one, brother? Uh, I think I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh as well. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Pittsburgh. I think Cleveland will fight, but it just won't be enough. Yeah, most definitely. We can get to the next game. Uh, the Colts versus the Redskins. Andrew Luck is back. He showed me uh, he's going to be all right this year. They did lose week one. And uh, a surprising factor last week, Adrian Peterson turned back the hands of times. And the Redskins and Alex Smith, they did receive one in last week. Who you got in this matchup? Uh, I think I'm going to roll with them boys in Indianapolis. You know, I, I think I think okay. Andrew Luck back, that helps Ty Hilton as well. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I think it's gonna turn loose. I'm roll with them boys in blue. I think I'm gonna pick the Redskins here. I do think it'll be a close one. Uh, I want to see Adrian Peterson go off again, mainly because he's on my fantasy team. So I want to see him do this thing. So I, I, I didn't last week this season. I had him on that bench, but I think you got a good four games to to run Adrian Peterson in the ground, and yeah, he'll, he'll, you're gonna be looking for another running back real soon. Oh man, is he, is he getting that bad off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. they they ran him 26 times last game, man. He I, he's a phenomenal athlete, but at that age, man, I'm gonna give him four or five games. Injury, something's gonna happen. I don't see. I don't think he can maintain it all year. So I think he's gonna maintain it this week, and they're gonna defeat the Colts. I don't believe in that. Okay, okay. Not at all, sir. Uh, This next game, I'm not really interested in. The Chargers versus the Bills. Uh, You see that Bills quarterback last week, man, uh, Nathan Peterman. Yeah, I mean, that's just – I mean, the the state of Buffalo is just (laughs) – that's just not a place anyone wants to be in general. Yeah, not at all. Um, I mean, not the state, the city of Buffalo. I apologize, but – yeah. I think I'm gonna roll with the Chargers. I like that boy Derwin James back there in that secondary. Yeah, he, uh, him, and Casey Hayward they tough now. Yeah, that Chargers defense is gonna be something special this year. Yeah, they tough. Yeah, you know Derwin's a he's a Florida State product. He went to Florida State. He did. He's a he's a rookie. Oh yeah, you know he he can play some ball then. Yeah, he can play some right. um, Yeah. Hey, speaking of the Buffalo Bills, did you see where they cut Corey Coleman? They did, and he ended up with the Patriots. Is that who got him? He ended up with the Patriots, yes, sir. Man, Jordan athlete, first top pick, like a, a first round top pick. Like he was a first round pick. Yeah, he's, he's a Jordan brand athlete out of Bell University. Like, he's not a he, he's he's a big deal. Like he's not just. A, I don't I don't understand. I know the Browns get just cut him. I didn't I didn't understand that. Well, you know he, uh, it's his attitude. That's what these teams are saying. Oh, okay. You know, in Cleveland, he went into the office and and had some words with management because they made him second string. Oh wow! He told him. He told him this is his rookie year, right? Say that again. That was his rookie year. He's doing this. No, he's a. This he came out with Ramsey. 
So okay, so this is his third season. He okay. uh, yeah, he told the coach, you know, it ain't no point in me being here if you're gonna make me second string. You might as well trade me. So Nick got, got that back. that Monday. He was in Buffalo. <laughs> wow. So they let him go, and now he's with the Patriots. It might be good for him. I mean, because the kid can play, no question. He, I don't see you going in, in the Bill Belichick's office and, and having that same energy, bro. I, I don't see that. If you don't get right with the Patriots, you you, you just ain't going to get right. Uh, this next game, we got the Lions versus the 49ers. Uh, I think I'm going to roll with the Lions in this one. I'm going to roll with the Lions. To be honest, I don't know anything about either team, but I'm going to tell you <laughs> one thing that I do know. Ever since, that? They, ever since they did Kaepernick, how they did him, I hope the 49ers go 0-16 forever. Hey, I, I can second that. I'm right there with you, bro. So, I'm going with Detroit right with you. the dirty dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no uh, pause. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Raiders and the Broncos. The Broncos are 1-0. Case Kingdom did his thing last week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders had 135 yards and a touchdown. You know, he can go, uh, man. I, I, I'm rolling with the Broncos in this one. Uh, the Raiders are just I'm, – I'm done with the Raiders. After they just traded Khalil Mack, uh, I'm, done. I'm done with those dudes, man. Yeah, Broncos, Broncos are a good team. Emmanuel Sanders, is, he's, a, he's a, a slept-on veteran, you know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, he's a Pro Bowl receiver at a point in time. You know, him, Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, Heinz Ward was on one team. Explosive. Do you hear me? This was the year they went to the Super Bowl and lost. Oh man! Or, yeah, Super Bowl, AFC, one or two, but yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, man. That's a, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Heinz Ward. What, what what defense do you play? In in the history of the game, you gonna have to show me a receiving court that's, that's that can top that. It's tough, that's, man. That's a talented group, right? But you there. know, all day, every day, I'm going with beast mode, baby. Bro, beast mode. Beast mode. I don't trust John Gruden over there, man. The decision making. Uh, I'm rolling with the Broncos, man. I think Case King gonna have his way with them boys. That defense looking slow, very slow. But I can root for Beast Mode. Hopefully, he do his thing. We are gonna see. We are gonna definitely see. Uh, this next game, I I gotta be in the game of the week. We got the one and no Patriots versus the Jaguars. Uh, I'm excited for this one. Who you got in this one? I think I'm gonna roll with Jacksonville, man. Yeah. You gonna roll with Jacksonville <clears throat> because sure. it's, it's gonna mean more to them. Remember, this yeah. is the team that put them out. Yeah, you know the, the Patriots treat every game like it's just another day, and you know Jacksonville already carries that edge. They got that chip on their shoulder anyway. Yeah, and I think you know I think it's just gonna it's just gonna mean a little more to them. Now they will, I believe they will be missing Leonard Fournette. Does that change anything for you? Uh, well, their offense is questionable, anyways. And Blake Bortles, he's correct. He's a, I mean, he's not. If he can, I tell you what, if he can keep the game under, if he can keep it at two, two turnovers minimal, I mean maximum, I got Jacksonville winning the game. Yeah, I think I'm gonna roll with the Patriots, man. Tom Brady still doing his thing. Rob Gronkowski looked good last week, man. Huge game. Uh. And it just seems like the Patriots find receivers to be productive within their offense. Tom Brady's is is gonna make receivers out of these guys. I don't know what they're gonna do once they leave them, but a receiver like Philip Dorsett, he's gonna make these receivers. He's gonna maximize their potential. So I'm gonna roll with the Patriots. Uh, 
I, I, if, if they don't have Fournette, I don't trust Blake Bortles to get the job done. I think he'll throw three or four picks. <laughs> That's just my opinion. It, uh, it, it's possible. <laughs> I don't trust him. I'm a roll with Tommy. Good old Tommy boy. Uh, another game I thought was going to be pretty good is always entertaining. This Giants and Cowboys game, man. Who you got in this one? Mm-hmm. That's going to be good ball, but I'm going to roll with Odell. You're going to roll with Odell? Man, they them Giants, they hungry, man. Oh, yeah. Odell was talking some 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 big money stuff this week, man. He said this this defense this offense can be close to unstoppable when they're clicking all together. And I like I like that young running back, man. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, like hey, that boy got he got he got faster wheels than I talked. Oh yeah, he's talented, very talented, bro. I don't know how long Eli Manning keep doing this though, man. You, you got some trust in Eli Manning? I have zero. I, I don't either, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he. I mean, he's it's, it's times brought up. Yeah, it's definitely better. I don't trust it. I don't. I don't like this Cowboys team. Uh, I root for Zeke. He 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 gonna do his thing. But outside of that, I, I'm not a fan of this Cowboys team. No. So, think that's all the games we got for today, man. I appreciate you joining me, brother. Uh, we're gonna wrap this segment up. Uh, I just want to appreciate you for joining the show. Uh, we're gonna have to have you back on sometime, brother. For say, sure. Say that one more time, brother. I said we're gonna have to have you back on the show. We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Absolutely. Uh, before we get up out of here, you got anything you want the people to know about you, man? Your your social media, whatever, whatever yeah, it man, is. Yeah, man. My, 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 contact my, with you. As far as my social media goes, you know, go go add your boy, man. I gotta get on there and do some reconstruction. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start it all over, really. I gotta get back on there and fix it up. But N O underscore G R E A T E R one. No, I apologize. It's N O underscore one greater, the number one. N O underscore the number one. G R E A T E R. Um, and other than that, man, you know, just stay blessed up, man. I like what you're doing here, and I, I'm thankful and honored to be a part of it. And so, sure, uh, you know, we're going to keep on moving forward with it, and I hope to be back on here discussing some more hot topics with you, my man. Oh, yeah, man. Most definitely. And I wish you the best wherever your basketball career takes you. Wherever your life takes you, man, you a good dude. You a good brother, and I wish you much, much success. So keep doing your thing, man, on and off the court, man. You're a great example. So it's the Rich in the Morning Show, man. We're gonna wrap things up. Thank you for tuning in. We're gonna wrap up this episode. My dog, all Let's love, brother. Oh yeah, most definitely, brother. We out. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're gonna get into our last segment for today. Uh, like I said, we always gotta cover some NBA news. It seems like always something is going on within the NBA, even in the offseason. Uh, one thing that I really enjoy, uh, if you guys follow uh, Chris Brinkley's page, you can see these NBA guys, you know, a lot of them link up. They get together and play a lifetime, fit, a lifetime fitness gym up there in New York. Uh, it's really a sight to see, although online, whenever you see the clips, nobody's ever missing a shot. Uh, but it's fun to watch these guys you know, get build that camaraderie in the offseason with guys on other teams. And especially in today's today's offseason, in this day and age, those relationships that you build in those offseason, we, we've come to show and with, with, with superstars leaving uh, big teams and joining their friends like LeBron going to, to uh, Miami or Kevin Durant. Uh, we came to find out.
find out with the USA team, he was with Clay and, and Steph, and he built that relationship there, and it led to him uh, joining the Warriors. So uh, it's a lot of good matchups. Some guys that stand out that I've seen, James Harden, of course. Uh, LeBron came out there one day, did his thing. Ben Simmons looked good. Didn't see any jump shots from Ben Simmons, but hey, hopefully he's still working on that. Uh, Kelly Oubre, uh, he looks like he's doing work out there. <laughs> the funniest thing to me, though, uh, you got JaVale McGee out there shooting step back threes. It's pretty comical. So, uh, other news going on in the NBA. Uh, some injuries happened here within the last week. Uh, Devin Booker is expected to miss the first is expected to miss six weeks in the first few games of the season, uh, maybe the first few weeks. So that's a disappointing news for the Suns. Although ultimately, if you ask me what that means for the Suns, doesn't really mean much because they're still going to be a bad team <laughs> with or without Devin Booker. Uh, I love Devin Booker's game. He's a walking bucket. But he hasn't shown to me that he can carry a team and make a team that much better. Uh, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. Uh, but at the very least, you get Mikael Bridges in there, who I, I really like. I think with Devin Booker being out, you get some more minutes for young guys like him. Uh, DeAndre Aiden can get comfortable within the offense immediately because you're not going to have Devin Booker there dominating the basketball. So uh, this year I expect the, the, those guys to not be very good, but they, they, they're taking a step in their right direction. Uh, another injury that happened was Russell Westbrook got injured. Uh, he had surgery on something in his knee, uh, but they're saying they're expecting him to miss the first couple of games of the season. Knowing Westbrook, uh, not knowing, I don't technically know him, but the type of guy that he comes across as, uh, they play the Warriors game number one, and uh, maybe some people in that organization will want to hold him out, you know, but uh, knowing, knowing the competitor that Westbrook is, I don't see him missing that game. Uh, I don't think this injury is for him. Is you know, I think it's minor. I think he'll bounce back. He's a freak of nature, uh, so I, I expect him to be ready for week one. Although they're saying they think he will uh, miss a few couple of games, so we'll see. I uh, wish both those guys, big time players, both of those guys, wish them a speedy recovery. Uh, Moving along to a disappointing story that I read about uh, on ESPN. The Boston Celtics guard Jabari Bird uh, allegedly strangled a woman at least a double dozen times over a four-hour period last Friday. Uh, according to pro prosecutors, the woman told the police that Bird strangled her and threw her against the wall after they got into an argument at Bird's residence. She said Bird would strangle her until she went limp allow her to catch her breath and begin choking her again. Oh my goodness. This story right here, man, it's, it's hard to read, man. That's that's crazy. It says she also said that Bird kicked her multiple times in the stomach. Oh my God. And dragged her away from the door when she tried to leave before shutting her into a bathroom. Uh, I don't even want to continue reading that. Uh, but that's... Dude, you playing for the Boston Celtics, man. And you... What, what are you... This man clearly needs help. Uh, it's uh, it, now you're innocent until proven guilty, but these accusations are very, 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 very sick. Uh, 
and for you to even have that attached to your name, man, that's that's disappointing. Hope you can find some help. Uh, definitely some prayer needed for this young man and this young woman who both are dealing with this at this time. Uh, Jabari Bird, I don't expect you to be around in the league much longer. And I don't mean to laugh, but these accus- even these type of accusations in this day and age of, of sports and social media, yeah, this type of stuff won't 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 leave your name, even even if you come out to be proven innocent. Uh, so it was a good career for you, sir, but I don't expect you to be back in the league. Uh, but if you do, hopefully you learn a lesson and learn how to avoid uh, whatever. Even getting in these type of situations at all, it's never okay to put your hands on women. So uh, definitely prayer for both of these two involved and pray that they get the help that they need. Uh, moving along, uh, something we haven't covered, Manu Ginobili retired. Uh, I really wasn't a big Ginobili fan, uh, but I respected his game a lot. Uh, Ginobili is honestly probably one of the greatest left-hand players this NBA this, the NBA has ever seen uh, growing up. I kind of I watched the Lakers and Spurs matchups, and I always used to root for you know the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq. Uh, but man, he did he did that team dirty. And as I grew up, I became a D Wade fan. Uh, as I got a lot older, into high school, became a D Wade fan. You know LeBron came and they played those Spurs, and Ginobili <laughs> he 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 hurt your heart, man. That year they beat the Heat. Won the championship, man. Ginobili was huge. They they were shooting like seventy percent from the three. But the legend of Ginobili will live on forever. He's a future Hall of Famer. So the first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, that big four down in San Antonio, man, they had a heck of a legacy. And uh, it's disappointing to see a great like Ginobili leave the game. And even though you know he was still playing uh, close to forties in his forties. And uh, still contributing to that San Antonio Spurs team. Uh, I think you'll still see him around that Spurs organization in some capacity. You tend to see those guys stick around and still be a part of that that uh, that system. And uh, definitely salute to G- uh, Manu Ginobili. Definitely uh, expect him to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Moving along and uh, other NBA offseason news. Gordon Hayward states that he's basically 100% now. Uh, What does this mean for the Boston Celtics? Uh, It means what I've I've already thought it would mean. I think they'll win the East. Uh, Between them and Toronto, uh, Toronto might have the best record this year, I believe, but I ultimately predict that uh, the Celtics will win the East and they will have a, a shot at beating those Golden State Warriors if they make the championship. If they get there, I like their chances against the Golden State Warriors. LeBron leaving the East opens it up for teams like Boston. And if you can add a 20-point player like Gordon Hayward, although I don't know, you you, you don't know how he's going to come back uh, from that, that ankle injury. But it was an ankle. Uh, we've seen Paul George come back from his leg injury. And he was just fine. I expect Gordon Hayward to be fine and still average 16 to 17 points per game. Uh, five or six rebounds, four or five assists. Uh, and I predict this team to be a contender in the East for sure. 
and a contender to win an NBA championship. I like the way they match up. If they can get get to that Warriors team, man, I like their chances. It's going to be a great series. Uh, but we just got to wait and see. Uh, one thing that stood out to me a few days ago, I read an article, and it was about, um, man, Dirk Nowitzki. And he had huge, 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 huge praise for Luka Doncic. Uh, he was just, you know, stating that, hey, I think, you know, Dallas got it right with this one. They got a guy who's 6'8", 6'9", who can, if you go on the screen, he's going to shoot it. If you, if you try to go over, he's going he's gonna to put you on his hip and he's going to get to that basket like the, the great scores do today and he's going to gonna either foul him or he's going to get a layup. Uh, so... And his ball handling is tremendous. Uh, I know Dirk was like, hey, man, he, when I was 19, I could shoot it, but he could really shoot it. So when you got a guy, a Hall of Famer like Dirk Nowitzki, who's been in this league 21 years, who's won an NBA championship, when you have a guy like that giving you praise, I, I'm not going to lie, I haven't heard Dirk just give a lot of guys praise like that, you know. So for him to come out and really say that, uh, I don't know if it's an overseas connection or what, but I'm excited to see Luka Doncic. Uh, one, another story that stood out as I was scrolling ESPN, man, uh, Paul Pierce made the statement that this Warriors team this year, by adding DeMarcus Cousins, will have the greatest starting five uh, in NBA history. And I was just thinking that, you know, is it true? Is do they really, you know, they have Steph at the one, Clay at the two, Kevin Durant at the three. You have Draymond at the four. You roll out Big Boogie Cuz at the five. If he comes back healthy, I think it's not even an argument that that's the greatest starting five. Show me. You, you might have to go to a USA team to show me a better starting five than that. And 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 one could argue, hey, they might can take on take on one of them them USA starting fives. Seriously, because this team right here is fully loaded. They don't want a championship this year. Steve Kerr needs to be fired. <laughs> Steph needs to be traded. I'm joking, but they're definitely one of them. Just on paper, uh, Big Boogie did have a uh, career-threatening injury, especially with a big having one of those Achilles injuries. It's uh, you never know. You never know just exactly how those guys come back. And I've, I've watched some videos on on Boogie working out. You can definitely tell he, he doesn't have that explosiveness. Uh, his game really wasn't necessarily built on athleticism, but uh, when a big loses that speed, uh, even that speed that they had, it's going to be hard to get it back with one of those Achilles injuries. Uh, I do expect him to still come back with this Warriors team and be a dominant force, being a vital piece to that championship team. But uh, we're going to have to just wait and see, man. As far as Paul Pierce saying it's the greatest starting five, I, my statement is, hey, if Boogie comes back and, and can give you even – 80% of what he gave you last year, 70%. Uh, yeah, you can make the statement that this this Warriors start Warriors uh, starting five will be the greatest starting five. Uh, that's all we got for you guys today. I really hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, it's been a great show. Hope you enjoyed our guest, uh, D. Oldham. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. We got a lot more more coming for you we're going to try to drop a show every sunday by every saturday or sunday so just stay tuned 
stay listening. It's the Rich in the Morning Show. Thank you for tuning in. Every day, no frost.